right Sunday night NBC. <laughs> the Titans and the Chiefs are on your TV. I really like the Titans and the points. He thinks I'm crazy. I really like the Titans. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to finish the I, song. I, 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 Welcome back to 100X. My name's Marco, and we're back in our hometown filming studio. Anthony Tony Sharp, talk to me, baby. I'll tell you, it feels good to be home. Sharp feels good to be home. Oh. I know you feel good to be home. My uh, pillow, your pillow. Oh, miss the pillow. Arizona beds are <laughs> stiffer, let me tell you. Hey, listen, my pillow, your pillow. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. All right. So, um, Arizona, say that? Arizona trip was absolutely fantastic. We enjoyed it in every single way. Um, I also want to say congratulations to Jake Paul for getting your money back. I am going to uh, wire you. or No, you know what? I'm going to make you come to me in Chicago and pick up 250000 for being a man and doing your thing against Anderson Silva this past weekend. Um, nothing makes me happier than giving back someone their money. Listen, I couldn't agree more. Uh, congratulations to Jake. Was a great, great fight. Uh, amazing experience. Uh, first and foremost, before we dig into the fight, I just want to say uh, the live show for us, a, a completely just humbling, oh. unbelievable experience. The turnout was uh, remarkable. Over 150 people. Yeah, we were we were both just uh, astonished by the support. So we appreciate you, Scottsdale, and all the rest of the 100X fans out there. Oh, yeah. That was truly amazing. Speaking of Arizona and people, Dan Bilzerian was there. <laughs> Devin Booker. Sugar uh, Sean. Sugar Sean. Uh, Swaggy P. Swaggy P. I mean, there was... There Rachel Demita was in the house. There um, was celebrity after celebrity after celebrity at this event. I got news for you. Jake Paul's a fighter and a real one at that. Jake Paul Jake Paul fought on Showtime. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the same fight I did, but Jake Paul got punched in the face. He punched Silva in the face. He made Silva bleed. He knocked Silva down. Yeah. Legitimately. I don't want to hear the nonsense. He yeah. got knocked down. Thanks, I mean, we were right down. there. Yeah. Um, and it was a legit fight. So we're, we're proud of him. And uh, I just want to say... I want. I didn't even get to tell you this yet. Let's hear it. But uh, here's how I know Jake's a real one. Let's hear it. I see him for the first time Saturday night, and he says he he looks at me and he says, "Cuzzy, slice mortadella, slice mortadella." <laughs> and you know what? That really hit home for me. So I really appreciate that. After six days in Arizona, you're a little less Italian. We had to come home and get it back in our blood. <laughs> um, let's talk about some World Series. Yeah, let's talk about it's it. It's four to zero in Game Three of the World Series right now. Uh, Bryce Harper hit a home run. Um, Brandon Marsh, Alec Brom, talk to me. What are your feelings on the series right now? Where do you think it's heading? Talk to me. So I am just like I I'm heavily rooting for the Phillies. Yep, me too. Uh, from a betting standpoint, I am kind of taking it day by day. Mm -hmm. I'm not really crazy about any uh, series action here just because uh, Houston has shown time and time again just how relentless and resilient they can be. They have an incredible bullpen with great starting pitching. It's a, a really dangerous team to bet against, but I I've said this multiple times. I feel as if the Phillies are destined to win the World Series. There's always a team that shines bright and they, they're stepping up to the moment. And um, everyone forgets, at the end of the regular season, the Phillies lost three or four straight games to the Chicago Cubs. And it was like, everyone's like, oh, they're dead. Like, they're dead fish. And and now they're in the World Series and it looks like they're going to go up two games to one. 
And that's the funny thing about baseball is that when you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. You're and not, you yeah. can be hot the whole year. The Yankees, the Dodgers, you could be hot the whole year. It comes down to October. It comes down to, you know, November, a couple days. Yeah. Uh, really getting the cold weather um, instilled in the, into the players and having them work through that. Unfortunately, that's not that big of a deal yeah. in Houston, which I think could play a serious role uh, later in the series. But in Philly, uh, this team is resilient. Uh, they're jumped all over I Houston again I truly believe tonight. Mattress Mac is going to be left in, in, a, in a just a pity of sorrows. Uh, I just, I feel like he... The guy is like going to win seventy five million if the Astros win. I would say that's the largest sports bet that'll ever be won. Um, and I'm like a really big sports better, and that like even blows my mind. Uh, but I think that Philly's going to be destined, and I know for fact one thing that Vegas always seems to always do is win. I'm not saying they're swinging the bat for Philly, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but I'm just saying they seem to always be on the right side. I agree. Those beautiful buildings weren't built. Losing fucking uh, seventy five million. My grandmother bet. was telling me that every year growing up. She said, hey, "You ever been to the Palagio? It's beautiful." Back in the day, she, yeah, you, you see that place? How it looks? The food they serve? You think they do that on winners? Yeah, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> it's definitely Ex- not. Except if you're me. All right. So, <laughs> but now since I said that, I'm going to humble myself and talk about my two million dollar <laughs> loss this week on the Cardinals. Um, depressing experience if you ask me i flew back on a red-eye flight um i needed to get home for the kids for a trunk or treat on sunday morning um you want to talk about miserable take a red-eye flight home from uh arizona after an awesome boxing match and try and get into a plane with a bunch of angry individuals it was a tough one (laughs) great flight for me i won money but everybody else was miserable um now i want to pivot to this cardinals game here on my sheet it says tear them apart I, I can't. The Cardinals are not bad. Um, the punt returner changed the whole complexion of the game. Um, I know there's some mistakes by the team itself, but the punt returner dropped a kick with eight minutes left. It changed everything. Um, it gave the uh, Vikings a chance to go up nine, which they did. And then it forced the Cardinals to have to play a little bit faster. And long story short, they cut it. Um, they're able to cut it down and then they just couldn't score. Um, they cut it down to eight, I think after at some point, and then they lost 34 to 26. Long story short, um, they should have won that game. Like, I don't care what the score shows. Yeah. And you know what? To me, that often comes down to what I've been preaching, uh, time and time again on this show. Mm-hmm is that uh, the def- uh, the defense and special teams lacks uh, on an inconsistent basis, yeah. special teams in particular, and then uh, their inability to stay hot during games. They have flashes of unbelievable drives, and, and then, then they completely three and stall out. out. Uh, bo- both of the things, or all three of the things that I've talked about, are a result of of bad coaching. I, I'm really. Like, I know I'm you're not, not a you're not a Cliff, Cliff I'm not. Kingsbury I just think fan. It gets way too cute uh, late in games. Yeah, and uh, I think he lets Kyler Murray have too much control something of what they're we, doing. Something we need to discuss. He holds though, the ball too long. Cardinals aside, is is NFL teams need to stop putting out rookie punt returners. I understand that these guys come into the league and they think they're ready and they played on big stages, but there's something to be said about NFL punters and there's something to be said about an NFL game, you need to put somebody in there with sure hands. I mean, the Patriots, time and time again, always make sure that they have themselves the best 
guy possible. And it, and, and most of the time, it's not your best receiver. No, it's um, a guy that is there to catch and call for a fair catch and continue to keep possession of the ball. Running for a touchdown off the punt return it doesn't is nearly happen, dead. It doesn't happen enough for it to be the deciding factor on whether or not that guy should be returning catch. Ball security. I mean, well, I, the, the Cardinals guy, it hit, off, it hit off of his shoulder. I mean, what a disaster. For your team, it ruined. It, they should literally, they should have won the game. It twisted and turned it. I'm going to move on and stop being a psychopath about that. Um, another loss for that I took on the weekend. Everyone thinks I win, 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 but here was a loss, <laughs> loss, loss, loss. Uh, oh, and they there, couldn't wait to tell you about it. Ah, uh, it's all right, you bunch of mopes. I, I ate steak that <laughs> night. Um, so, long story short, the Raiders uh, blew up the future bet that I had, which was win four straight games. Those pieces of shit are going to win this, uh, th- win this week, and then they're going to win the next week, and I'm going to go three for four in that part. Lay. Um, or in that like few like win four straight bet. Um the Raiders got blanked. I think what happened was is they spun out of control early and then they played in a way that they don't play. I saw Devontae Adams drop some balls. Um Lord, do I, w- I I never thought in a million years I'd say I miss him on the Packers because I hate the Packers, but the Packers were more fun to watch when they had Adams catching balls for 40, 50 yards down the oh, field. Oh, but I love to see them not do that this year. I love I know, to see them but struggle the, trying the to do that. The suck, and they're my team. They're trying to do that with, like, beer-type players. They got rid of champagne-type receivers. They're thro- trying to throw to, like, the Bush Light-type players. Uh, the way that it's I, not working out. I don't know if you're familiar, but um, there's this thing called Franzia. It's like a box to wine <laughs> and it's not the nice bottle of wine it's the franz yet slap the bag the sorority girls are catching all the passes for the packers um i'm 99 sure that um my wife could be a packers receiver right now and put up the same production um, we'll get into that yeah, and i'll fly to green bay if they need me again I've, I've said this multiple times i can catch seven yard slants and I'll, i don't mind a safety popping me through the middle so the raiders to me uh as i mentioned last week I really thought your bet was extremely feasible. I Me really too. did. Uh, I did say that I thought that this weekend... The Saints was the most the, dangerous The game. Saints was the most dangerous. I felt like they had to get through the Saints. Yeah. But the Raiders are the most underperforming, disappointing team. You think so? You think they're more disappointing than the Packers and the, and the Bucks? Yes. You know what's funny is I, felt, I feel the same way, and I've had multiple people tell me that... That You're not going to tell me you have Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro in the slot. Darren Waller. Darren Waller at tight end. He's hurt right now, if I'm not mistaken. Devontae Adams at receiver. I mean, a great offensive line. Yeah. Not, they stall almost every drive. Yeah. Defensively, they, they've declined nearly every week. Their inability to get the ball back late in games yeah. has been nearly impossible. They've given up... Yardage well, on the f- run. Fuck the defense. They got blanked on offense. Blanked. I know. A straight blank. The backup quarterback was on the like first and goal from the six and couldn't score at the end of the game. It was uh, it was a it was a pathetic experience. But let's talk about a team that I think has a lot of potential. And if they could somehow stay in the playoff hunt, they get back to Sean Watson at the end of the year, and that's the Cleveland Browns. I don't know how this team just somehow always finds itself like in the middle. It, I'm going to tell you how. How running the ball. Here, it's the fact that they don't run the ball enough. So they run the ball and they have total success. Uh Then they come out other weeks and don't run the ball at all. Well, I think they try to outplay themselves. Of course. Yeah. And and, and guess what? It was so funny watching that game last night because that game brought back like a deja vu Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. of when you're when you hit that million dollar Thursday night and Cleveland they kept game. And the ball. And Cleveland had um, Dearness Johnson. They had Dearness Johnson, who we saw at the end of last night's game. But they had uh, who was the QB at the time? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Case Keen. No. Uh, Chase Daniels or Case she- Keenum. Case, Case Keenum. Keenum. So Case Keenum put on the the identical, if you run tape on Case Keenum's performance the night they beat the Broncos and you won a Millie, to the performance that um, Brissett had last night, it was total domination of outside zone running scheme, play action pass. Brissett looked like, he looked like Brady in well, 07. It's, I got news for you. The way that they were running the ball, it was causing the defense to have to run like, Man on man on the outside, and I get it. I would, I would run man with Percet behind, Q- yeah, behind and then center. Cooper was fucking lighting them lighting up, lighting them up. Everyone forgets how good Cooper is outside. When when he breaks off of his routes, he's top top five in the, in the league. Um, is he a top five receiver? No, but his cuts are top five, and everybody forgets that. And he's got a big body, great possession receiver. You've seen him get to the corner of the end zone, beat that guy off. I'm going to be riding the Browns uh, towards the middle of this season quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I think like the it. Browns are promising. I like their D a lot. Miles Garrett is a when they get back animal. Watson, the whole thing changes. Everyone forgets how good Deshaun Watson is. He hasn't played in a little while. Everyone's forgetting that they are a vicious team when he comes back because they're oh god, I love I I love Watson as a football player. Um, I've never hid that. Um, but let's keep this party uh, going. Uh, the oh, speaking of the Browns. I did live wager them yesterday, and I won 110000 Our little script is wrong. Our, our producer has to do a better job. Uh, I'm, I love you, buddy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he left out ten k yeah. on this thing. Yeah. Anyways, I live wagering, and I'm going to get into a little quick tidbit about it. <laughs> live wagering is the future of sports betting in America. You don't have to put a bet pregame. I, I genuinely believe that live wagering is the best thing that's ever happened to sports betting because when you're sports betting and you feel forced to bet a game before that ticker goes to zero, before the game starts, you're almost like putting yourself into a corner. Well, you might watch the first couple possessions and be like, God, I really like the other team. And that's what get like tonight. I forced myself to bet Kent State early. I, I could, I, if I was watching this game live, which I watched a little bit of it, I probably would have switched to ball. Ball State. And that's the thing is that I, even myself, I'm starting to learn that maybe when you're really, really unsure of a certain ball game, but you really get that urge to have some action on a game that you know you're going to be sitting in front of yeah. watching, whether it's live or if it's a big game on TV, you're going to get together with your friends or whatever it may be. If it's a substantial game, I'm starting to really try to tailor myself and realize, uh, you know, maybe to catch that live well, action, like let these me, guys hash it out a little bit and uh-huh. then see how I feel. I like the Browns all day, but I was like I'd like to see the game a little bit and that's exactly what I did I strategically found points in the game where I should bet it and I nailed it and then not only did I nail that I saw the Browns uh, I'm sorry I saw the Bengals driving downfield later on in the game and I could feel this is where their first touchdown was coming and I got their I score I I bet they're going to score a touchdown this drive and what did they do they scored a touchdown and I was able to bet that when they were at like the 20 yard line minus 140 and and that's a great point you just made because 20 yards away it's third and one and I was like, oh, they're for sure going to get a first down here and they're going to score. And that's exactly what happened. Um, so live wagering is an art. You have to like learn it. Like, so bet low when you start, but that's like the future. No, and the coolest part about that is you can dive even deeper into that once the better platform is up and running because you're oh, going to be able to yeah. calculate who's going to score, how they're going to do it, how many yards but it's going to be. even if you don't even want to make it complex, right. score or not score. 
Right. Period. It's going to be the one-stop shop. I Black can't or wait. white. Um, let's talk about the parlay that someone in our live show created a parlay with us. And Lord, I wish I talked about it and posted it and did all that. But a guy that came to our show made a parlay with us and we helped him win 2088, 29,000. 32 in total. Wow. Okay. Talk to us about it. So yesterday I wake up, I get this message on, on Instagram right before I get on a flight. And this guy's like, and this guy that we actually, he, he kind of stuck like with him. us. We yeah. liked him. Um, uh, I, I believe his name is Hamid, if I'm saying it correctly, but long he story pizza. Yeah. He bought us pizza. Great dude. Anyways, long story short, uh, hits me up on Instagram. I look, he's like, Hey man, you and Marco helped me draw this parlay on site Thursday night at the show. Uh, I put 1500 on it. It's going into the last leg for 50 K. Uh, we need since I, you know, I need Cincy to win tonight. Do you mm-hmm. think I should cash out? So just like we spoke about, I said, Hey, I would maybe try to get some, you know, look for some live action. If you're going to do the cash out, see how things go. The Bengals were actually driving, Ooh. uh, to start the game so it was starting to look promising there and i think that's when he cashed out around twenty eight thousand. um because he had the Bengals, correct and the ba- that was right before the Bengals threw a pick correct it was a tip ball pick yes and that's why he was able to get such a good cash out correct because they were driving out. down the field worked out for him what's funny is i think i told him browns that game but he's like i'm gonna stick with Bengals." but he did remove the jags Yes, I, I, you and I had both told him now, and, he, and it's funny because he video called me yesterday uh, once he had cashed out. He was really excited. By the way, those are the moments we love the most. Oh, please send us your pending parlays. Like if, it, if it's juicy enough and it's large enough and I have time to fly you to Chicago, we will fly you here. I will bring you to my home and we'll wheel it home in the man cave with Anthony, with me, and some of the better staff. Yeah, I mean, you guys got to remember to do that. These are the stories that just we absolutely love. I like when these people hit me up that they won yes. more than any win that I could ever potentially put together my own oh, personal it's self. The best. And it doesn't Honest need to, to be, God. <laughs> uh, it doesn't need to be a better ticket. It could be any ticket. I don't care if you, you're bet on DraftKings, if you bet on points bet, if you bet on FanDuel, MGM, win bet. I don't care. I want you to send us your pending parlays. We want to wheel them home with you, and we want to have fun, and we want to we, we want to experience that with you. And I'll pay for all the other bullshit, the flight, the hotel, all that stuff. So let's go over now okay. uh, our additional takeaways from this week. How do we feel about the New York teams? Uh, we've seen the Jets Humbled. go down this week, now 5-3. and three. Humbled. Uh, so not bad football being played there. And then the G-Men uh, now, I believe, at 6-2. and two. Yep. Uh, Pretty good football being played there as well. Do we see a decline in New York City, or what do we think here? Um, I think they're coming up to a tough area in their schedule. Uh, traveling from New York to Seattle is never easy. Uh, Seattle's hot as can be. Um, Gino. I, I think they're about to be humbled. Gino. This week. <laughs> Cardinals. <laughs> I think um, so, too. So, I, I just think it was a tough time in their schedule. Uh, the Jets face the Buffalo Bills this week. Um, sauce Gardner is going to need a lot of sauce to win that game because that's going to be a tough one. Make no mistake about it. The sauce. He's good. He brings sauce. I told you about he's the good. sauce. I got to get that one Gardner. You know jersey. he's going to have to. If the Jets have any chance in that game, he's going to need to. He's going to need to hold Diggs to under fifty yards and six receptions in that game the whole time for them to even have a chance to win that game. My player to watch in that game is a gentleman by the name of 
Gabriel Davis. I think Gabriel Davis a, is a, a different. He's a big receiver. Game. These guys, I'm telling you, they feed him something different in Buffalo, and I got to know what it is because I'm trying to grow a couple <laughs> inches. I'm only 5'8". So if you guys have something special in Buffalo that you're feeding your players, I'm in. I think it's Buffalo Wings and Miller Lite, Cuzzy. It might be Miller Lite. It might be. Their fans are pretty hardcore. There's a lot of wheat. Those those fans are tough. They are. Bill's if, Mafia. If, if all the fans got into a fight, Buffalo's fucking everybody up. Oh, they're jumping through tables. Look at me. They're that, doing that, it all. They're fucking up Philly. They're fucking up Dallas. They're fucking up Chicago. They're fucking up LA. LA fans aren't. LA, never mind. <laughs> they won't even be at the fight. Those guys will um, get wiped out. <laughs> those guys those aren't guys, going anywhere. Those guys won't make it in a lot. But listen, uh, we should probably visit the Bills Mafia sometime. Because oh. I like to get a little taste of whatever they got going on up there. I don't there. know, bro. I little might want to jump to a burger. table and end up in the hospital. My wife will get mad at me. I eat a bison burger in the parking lot. They serve bison burgers? I have no idea. I That's just, something they probably do. I just like a bison burger. Um, Anyways. Uh, let's talk about Green Bay. Let's talk about them. I think they're absolutely mortadella. I think they have no heart. Uh, mortadella think, means like sliced cheese. It's over. Like sliced thin mort. Yeah, they're dead. They're dead. They're mort. The mort. Um, I think the I think the Packers are coming up to an interesting point. Um, they're. I felt as if last week was a must win game for them in Buffalo. But then I looked at their schedule, and if they can get back to a 500 and then somehow end the season, you know, one or two games over 500, they're probably going to make the playoffs, and that's going to give them a chance. I, I, I'm not saying they're dead, but I'll tell you right now, they need some serious help. I think they should trade for a receiver. I think they should make a move. They're in a dark place right now. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I should, will not count out Rodgers. Should the Packers consider trading Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers? Impossible. I'm just asking if they, they should consider it. They won't. Why not? Because if they give Aaron Rodgers... Money aside. No, no, I know. Here's my logic, though. Okay. If you're getting rid of Aaron Rodgers... Okay. You're not sending him to the NFC... Wait, you ready? To hand the ball off to McCaffrey and throw the ball to Debo, Kittle, Brother, Ayu. if he went to San Francisco, the it's odds over. for them to win would go to probably plus 600, yep. and they're going to win it all. And that's why Green Bay would not do that, because they would have to go through the NFC mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah, but they're not even going to make it to the playoffs this year. If not they this year. In the future? But they got him on a five-year deal. Rogers what do you think a- they're going to pay that money and send them to get the, for them to whoop their asses? All I'm saying, money aside... It might be time to consider tra- if they go. Let me tell you this: if they lose to the Lions, it's time to think about something. And I know that might be past the trade deadline, um, but yeah, it's today, if I'm not mistaken. But they're, listen, they're not dead. Somebody in the front office in Green Bay was staring at each other, like, "Hey, you think we're listen, dead?" I am. I am so sick of the front office Green Bay talk. They won the Super Bowl in 2010. They choked six times since then. I think they the played the dog and pony show with their anyway. franchise QB. It's a fucking disaster. And the only thing that's going to save the Packers this year what? is if what? The, the seven to nine guys they have on the injury report right now come back. That's it. Well, I'll tell you this. Otherwise, it's over. The trade deadline needs to be extended. Um, They made the season longer. They should extend it one or two weeks more. That's my professional take on the trade deadline. Um, We're going to continue on. We're going to talk about some games that are coming up this week. I'm going to kick it off with Anthony. Anthony, the first game that I want you and I to talk about immediately is, let me pull it up, Eagles versus Texans. It's a 14-point line. How do you feel about that game? Eagles are hot as can be, um, but something tells me a double-digit home underdog should cover on a Thursday night 
I'm probably going to lean towards the Texans, um, but it might be a good game to live wager because if the Eagles jump out 7-0 immediately, you're going to get 17, 18 points. So here's the deal. I will... You, if you held a blowtorch to my nutsack right now, okay. I wouldn't give you a play on this game because I will only live this game. My personal lean prior okay. to the game listening. is that Philly is going to absolutely just run the ball down their throat in a way that they cannot stop it at all okay. and get out of Houston safely on a Thursday night without injury. However, so plus 14 feels pretty good then. Plus 14 feels pretty good, but like I said, I, I want to see how aggressive the Eagles come out on offense to start the game. If the line goes to 14 and a half, 15, I want you to take the Texans. That's exactly how I feel. That's exactly what I will be doing because the way that I look at it is is, is the Eagles defense is good, but it's not elite. It's good, but it's not elite. Their de- okay, their defensive backs are elite. Okay, but I got news for you. Elite. I got news for you. Their middle linebacker, uh, they just traded for, uh, they just got a little better. Their front seven is stout this year. They got Fletcher Cox in the middle. They got Reddick from the Cardinals. Our Bears just sent. To Baltimore. To Baltimore. He's going to, let me tell you something. We're going to get into that later in the show. Makes me sick. Because what I'm going to tell you that Baltimore is going to do is going to blow your fucking heads off. Pack of Newports and and some Corona. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Not a terrible trade. What's another game you want to look at? Come on, give Um, me something spicy. Next game I want to talk about, a little interesting, is Chargers-Falcons. Falcons Falcons have been America's team in the gambling world. Um, Chargers are minus three. Um, it's going to three and a half. I saw in some places. What are your feelings about that game? I personally, that's a not bet game. I don't want anything to do with this game. Make it quick, kid. I don't want to. I, I can't. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to bet it. Uh, I think the Falcons play their hearts out every single week. I could see them covering. I could also see them getting murdered. Just Herbert going going crazy. I, think, I don't. Want, I'm not betting it. I think the Chargers win, but I'm not betting it. Um, Dolphins Bears weirdest line of the week. The Dolphins are only minus five and a half against a Chicago team that's traded their whole defense, uh, or at least like their big names on defense. They did get a guy named Chase Claypool. Who knows if he'll even play this week because he doesn't know our playbook, and I don't even think our players know our playbook. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. Um, I just I can't believe that the line's only five and a half. Um, the weather's going to be decent. You know, sometimes I can say, oh, it's going to be freezing. Those that those Miami players aren't going to want to play in the cold. Are they going to get hit? They're going to get stingers. I personally, what a weird game. What are your feelings on that? It's one of those it's it's a it's one of those Chicago type ball games it is. at home at twelve o'clock where you look at half and they're winning by, you know, three. Something wild. I don't know. I mean, I don't Are you see- saying the Bears have a chance this week? Sorta. Oh, that's fucked up. So I'm a huge Bears fan. Hearing him say but that, but I think makes they're me- gonna. But I think they're gonna get beat. Do you? Here's the deal. I know for sure that some of the defensive backs in the Bears secondary don't even have it in the tank to for run Hill to to run with Waddle and Hill. Yeah. For I'll a t- whole game, I'll tell you this: It'd be fun to see those types of receivers run on uh, real grass because they're gonna be a little slower. They're going to be a little slower. A little slower. But I don't. Grass. I. I. I got to tell you, I'm not really looking forward to seeing or, Kendall Vildor. Or do we send a concert to Soldier Field and let them pound the sand or pound the the, the ground up so it's like really tilted and then like listen. There has been this field ongoing Chicago thing where oh, we're getting Kentucky bluegrass, oh, remember, please. instead of the turf. Please. Then this year we got a different specific type of grass. Lori Lightfoot bought the. You bought, ready for a fun? Bought fact? the Arabian bluegrass. You ready for a fun fact? Let's hear it. 
the most injuries have occurred at Soldier Field in the last, you know, couple, oh, that's couple what I'm years of the say. NFL. Guys they, are sliding, they buy slipping. voodoo grass in, in <laughs> Chicago. I see devastating <laughs> injuries, season-ending devastating injuries in Chicago. I pray the Dolphins get out of here because I love the talent they have on the field. Um, this leads me to a game that you and I both kind of differ from. Colts, Patriots. I love the Colts this week. It's a game that I really like. It's in my top three of games to bet. Um, Sam Ellinger is a Texas kid. He's not afraid of any team uh, that is called the Patriots. I love uh, the the Longhorns in this one. Um, I'm going to be taking the Patriots plus five and a half, or the Colts plus five and a half against the Patriots and money line. That's how I feel. Go ahead and give me uh, your bullshit take. All right. So my take's a real take. It's not bullshit. It's uh, bullshit. You ready? So we have who are the Bills playing again? The Jets. And what's the line? Thirteen. Where are the Bills at? At New York Jets, <laughs> minus 13. That's crazy. All righty. So, uh, Bills leading the division, going to, uh, here, my mom, she takes the veal. She gives it a whitewash. <laughs> then she holds it up and slaps the fuck out of it. That's what the Bills are going to do. You just saw a real-life slap the veal on, on camera. Little little white or uh, egg wash and slap the shit out of it. <laughs> That's what the Bills are going to do. Uh, make no mistake about that. So that means that New England is going to put themselves in a position uh-huh. to then beat the Colts and, and, put, themselves, and doing, put themselves right in line it. with the Jets. Stop it. If you think New England's going to finish out the season worse than the Jets. I didn't say that. Okay. All I said is, is uh, all I said is, is the Patriots are going to lose this game to the Indianapolis Colts. The last time the Colts were five and a half point underdogs, they beat Kansas City. The Colts are the best worst team in the league. They have the ability to run the ball. And they just fired their OC, which is great news. Because great news, because he neglect. He's like allergic to Jonathan Taylor. That guy. I know. I don't really understand that. But he's allergic. Ellinger has a major league arm, and I mean that like a real deal. Cannon. So, so Marco looks at me every Sunday. He knows I love the Colts and how, how I've put so much heart and soul into them. He looks at me and goes, oh, the Colts are down 21-3 to again. And then I look at him and go, well, how many carries does Jonathan have? And he goes, eight for 52. He's averaging about seven a pop. It's almost the fourth quarter, though, so it doesn't fucking matter anymore. Oh, so God. maybe this new guy could do it. We'll talk about it. I uh, don't know. The last game that we're going to discuss tonight um, is going to be, and I was kind of debating between what I wanted to do. Oh, Philly's up 6-0, by the way. Just saw it when on the score update here. Pounding. Yeah, wow. It just, uh, a, you know, redheaded stepchild is uh, Houston tonight. Um, Love to see it. Go ahead. Uh, Cardinals versus Seahawks. That's the last game. Or, no, we're going to discuss two more games. Let's make it quick. Okay. Cardinals versus uh, Seahawks. Um, who do you like in that game? I like the Cardinals. Don't you take my side. I am. I'm, I'm riding take- the Cardinals. It's going to be my largest bet of the week. I'm going to make sure that there's no injuries that I don't know about. Um, the Cardinals are minus two. The line opened up at minus one and a half. Broke that game down a lot already. I, I When I tell you that I'm hammering it, I'm, I'm hammering it like I've never hammered a game before. Um, it's going to be a uh, large six-figure wager for me. I'll post it early, and, and that way that people know where I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Um, I love the Cardinals this week. I, I couldn't I agree with you more. The I, Cardinals are a, great, are a great play. They're what, minus two? Minus two. Okay, so the Cardinals are a great play. At minus two, I, I, here's the deal. 
The whole country is Seattle's really, really hot. Yeah. Geno Smith is on fire. His QBR is f- unreal. There's no way this should be happening. I like the Cardinals. I think he gets humbled this week. Um, he humbled the Giants last week. The last game that we're going to discuss, and I, and that's literally the only game that I've been thinking about, is the Titans versus the Rams. Um, they got Malik Willis behind. No, no, not the Rams. The Chiefs. I'm sorry. You're yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, Titans versus the Chiefs. Malik Willis is a QB for Tennessee. What an interesting opportunity for him. Interesting opportunity. I what will, do you think, pal? I will, I will tell you, uh, I, I really don't think Arrowhead is where you want to start your first uh, real kind of, and I know it's a second, but it's your first real primetime game. This is You're a real- on Sunday night. All right, Sunday night, NBC. <laughs> the Titans and the Chiefs are on your TV. I really like the Titans and the points. He thinks I'm crazy. I really like the Titans. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to finish the song. I, I, I could. I could. I sing it all the time. I sing it for my wife in the bedroom sometimes. Uh, <laughs> all right, Sunday night, here I am. <laughs> Sorry. Um, she hates it do when I do sing it naked? That. Naked. Swinging the pee-pee around and everything. Um, I, you know, yeah. when you said how you do it on Sunday all nights. All right, Sunday night. <laughs> just, I sort of got that vibe that you just came out of the shower yeah. and just... Did one of those little mix-ups. Nice. So here's what's up. Nice. I think um, the, the Titans are going to lean on the run game. I think that Malik Willis is going to have to do a lot of play action and short passes. They're going to get him out of the pocket. They're going to give him easy windows to throw the ball. And if he misses the windows, they should be close to the sideline so it doesn't affect him. I think this game, I do think the Chiefs win it. Don't get me wrong. But I think that the Titans can keep it close in the first half, possibly be up at half. But I think they end up um, covering the game, and I think that's where it goes. What, do you agree with me? Like, where, where's your head? You really like the Chiefs in this one. Like I said, so first game in primetime in Arrowhead, hostile environment. Uh, Mahomes has been known to kind of rip it up on primetime. I just he, love, he loves doing that. I love giving a guy a chance. I think that the Titans have the ability to stay within close in this game. I think it's going to come down to Vrabel's game plan. Like you said, keep the Chiefs off the field, pound the ball. A fun bet to make, though, right now is is Tennessee Titans are minus 150 to score over one and a half touchdowns on the DraftKings app. That um, we love. That's a really nice bet. They need to score two touchdowns. So let's just say the game goes completely haywire and they're down by a lot. That means the Chiefs will be in a prevent D. They should be able to get two touchdowns. Two. I know for sure. Derrick uh, Henry scoring one. Yeah, I was going to say. Derrick Henry should be scoring one. I'd like to see what his anytime looks like closer to game time. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be around at least 125, 130, if I had to guess. Uh, if I, you do see it, I'm going to tell you this I ahead like of time. I like Malik Willis to score a touchdown this week. That's cool. Play action, run That's out, probably going to pay out pretty good. Probably plus 400. I'm going to give you this tip right now, though. If you do look at the anytime touchdown on Sunday morning for that game, and you see Derrick Henry at minus one, 140 minus 145 minus 150 that's scoring that's throttle city that's throttle city that's what he loves i like it i like i like a little bit more of long shot plays when i'm betting stuff like that so i would look at malik willis as a great value there um they'd stuff the middle i could see him rolling out and getting an easy touchdown um there so so let me ask you this best bet of the week give me your ultimate slammer there's a couple you like i am slamming slamming the arizona cardinals minus two and I'm going to be taking uh, the pay, uh, the Colts as well. So those are my two bets that I'm taking this week. What are yours? I am going to be taking the Patriots uh, on the money line. Mm-hmm. 
I'm also going to be taking uh, a parlay now. I'm going to parlay three teams. A three-team par is my kind of thing this week. What is it? It's going to be Patriots ML, Georgia Bulldogs money line. I think they're going to handle Tennessee. I like that Tennessee team. I think they're going to lose. Yeah, I can see that. And uh, last but not least, I like the Ravens on the money line. I really do. Wow. Must win for the Ravens. Nothing. I, I, that's, Very uncomfortable game. I don't want anything to do with that last game, but I do like the Bulldogs. I can't see Tennessee. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be betting Tennessee this week, and I think they're going to be humbled. Um, but that's my opinion on college sports. Uh, guys, this is the end of the show. I, I fucking love every single one of you. I know Anthony loves you as well. Um, we're going to be shooting from home because I have not liked shooting on the road. So we sound better, we feel better, and our picks are better when we're right here in these chairs. We appreciate the support, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in a town near you very soon. Anthony, say goodbye. Your Uncle Sharp loves you, and that's all I got. We will see you soon. I cannot wait to start the tour of us just kind of flying around, meeting new people. We love you guys. Can't wait. 